Hi, everyone. This is the WorkTech Podcast, brought to you by WorkTech. This is George LaRock. I'm your host, and this is where we explore everything related to the future of work and the technology and people that are shaping it. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to WorkTech. I'm George LaRock, and uh, on this episode, uh, I want to check myself. And so I've been seeing all of these trends uh, where staffing has been converging onto the talent acquisition, you know, HR side of the house. I've seen it in VMS, contingent workforce, extended workforce, uh, freelancing solutions where uh, staffing services are being extended into the enterprise in what hasn't been traditional ways. So I went to my mentor in the staffing space. It's very rare that I get to bring someone on the podcast that's had such an impact on my career. Um, And that's Art Pappas, the CEO and founder of Bullhorn. And Bullhorn, if you've been living under a rock, is the the undisputed leader in staffing technology across all models. So I wanted to check myself with Art on what I'm seeing. Welcome, Art. Wow. Thanks, George. That's uh, that's super nice intro. Well, I mean, yeah, I could say more, but uh, but it would get all sappy, and and uh, let's well, I'll I'll stick to the the market stuff. So well, there's a yeah, it's the mutual admiration society. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and and sure. just for disclosure, and for th- those who don't know, uh, I was at Bullhorn for a few years, early two thousands, uh, ran sales, and uh, that's when I say arts, you know, a mentor and a friend. It all started there, and it was uh, it was a great run. And uh, so I'm I'm excited that we yeah, stayed in right. touch. Yeah, it was, it was a great run. Yeah, yeah. So how we, we were just getting going. We we're a little startup, just getting getting like first initial sales team, and you were the first like professional sales leader we hired. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's it. It was a time of change, but all the all the bones were there. Everything was there. So it was. Um, uh, I was set up to succeed, and that was uh, that. That was that's all you can ask for as a as a sales leader. Um, so, uh, tell everyone about yourself quickly, and maybe a quick intro to you know today's Bullhorn. Yeah. Okay. Um, I started Bullhorn back in 1999, um, and we started as a uh, what would I guess now what we would have said is we we were a digital staffing platform but back then we described ourselves as a freelance marketplace for creative talent so we started as a marketplace where um where you could look for uh somebody to do graphic design or website design and it was all online and it was way too early in 1999 2000 um and so uh we pivoted back in 2000 to become uh, a staffing software provider because I got introduced to a, 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 um, a staffing firm owner by one of our investors. And she described this problem and she said, I need, uh, I need, I need to be able to synchronize my offices because staffing businesses really grow by adding new offices and new regions. And we need everybody in one database. And I said, oh, that the internet's the perfect application for that. And so we built her some software and she said, you should sell this to every staffing firm on the planet. We all have the same problems. And 
So that became the business model. And that's what I've been doing the last 22 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that, you know, that I can say firsthand and, you know, from my experience and then, you know, watching from the outside that that spirit of, you know, really listening to customers, really understanding um, not just the like the the pain that's on the table, but what's causing it, you know, what the bigger picture is across the industry and then collaborating to build solutions with and for the customers. That's really the spirit of what I saw at at Bullhorn and what's driven seems to have driven a lot of the success. Yeah, it, that's so true. It's just like we aren't the we aren't like prognosticators of, hey, this is where technology and staffing will converge in 25 years. And this is where we're going. We're more like really good at listening to the customer and then saying, okay, how do you apply tech to solve their immediate problems? And like, oh, where might it go in a few years? So, you know, we can see maybe, you know, a couple of years down the road, maybe five years down the road at most. But, yeah. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really about, it is about like sort of problem solving for, for the industry and the customer. Yeah. And how are things at Bullhorn? How's, how are, how's the business? How are all my old friends over there? Good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it, you know, it's, you say old friends, it's true. Like the team at Bullhorn is like kind of a, it's unique in that you have executives who've been at the company for like 18 years and it's yeah. like, um, you know, 17 years CRO, COO is like 18 or 19, I think this year. And then, um, you know, even the the CFO jokes, he's like the newbie with like seven years. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, that's been really good is having like the same team trying to solve the same set of problems, um, over and over, like each year in and out. And then, you know, the business is like doing great. It's we're coming off one of the biggest growth years. 2022 was one of the biggest growth years we've had in a long time. And so I think coming out of the pandemic, the staffing market really grew dramatically. Um, and that that's benefited us. And, and we made some smart moves um, just before the pandemic in terms of acquisitions that have been strategic to our customers. And so um, we're, we're having a, we're having a good time right now. I think the market's really sort of like, I'd say choppy in terms of like the demand for, contingent labor is has leveled off now um in aggregate but what's interesting is when i talk to customers some customers tell me they're having the best february ever or the best you know first quarter ever and then others are saying yeah like healthcare staffing now we're seeing real uh slowdowns there oh, wow okay. pull back from like the because the pandemic they just they grew you know 200 percent in one year Right. And so these businesses that were 20 million pre pandemic or a hundred million now, okay. They might, they may be coming down five, 10%, which feels painful, but in the grand scheme, they're still, you know, up 400%, you know, from a couple of years ago. Yeah. That, it's so interesting. You say that because that's the story I'm seeing across the whole market uh, whether I'm talking to someone about uh, revenue uh, in their shop or whether I'm looking at like v VC investment, we we had this 2021 20, um, um, and 
into 2022, first half of 2022, that was like, we'd never seen anything like it. Five, six times the the kind of um, deal volume on both revenue and your revenue volume, as well as the growth capital coming into the space, including staffing. And then now it's like a hangover, but it's Prior, looking at the years prior to 21, we're still like three, four, five times anything we had ever seen. And it's it's right. interesting how um, we took that brief 18 months, a, lo- a lot of folks, not everyone, and took it as this is the run rate now. And it was it was really like the pinnacle at, at the time. So, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's all about relative change and, and how we we perceive it rather than. You know, we're not good at, as human beings, we're not good at sort of being objective about, is this a good market or a bad market? It's like, well, it's, it's slowing or it's declining. So that's bad. It's like a, some sort of like instinctual, like adrenaline thing or something. (laughs) Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of how crazy the market is, uh, you know, we had scheduled this weeks ago, but then in the last week or two, I'd noticed... um, on LinkedIn, you had said it. We talked just talked a little bit about how crazy the market is. Um, but how so how uh like in 24 years in the business, you've never seen anything like this. How how is all this impacting where staffing's going? Like what yeah, how a, is this like it is a crazy time? And what's interesting, George, is like 10 years ago, if you looked at the contingent labor spend of most big contingent labor buyers, you know, the, the capital ones of the world. And, you know, the, the, most of the, the hiring and on the contingent side was not strategic. You're talking like, you know, help desk, uh, staff augmentation, temporary yep. office workers. And the term temps was how people describe their contingent labor strategy. And today, it's totally shifted and it's like, it's cybersecurity, it's major uh, systems integration projects, it's ERP upgrades, the the type of work that's being done strategic. And so now it's a, and, and, and the blend from sort of that like low end light industrial contingent labor to high end professional has shifted entirely. It's like, it used to be 30, 40% was professional. Now it's like 65% is professional. So it's, I think what's where previously you'd see sort of slowdowns and people would just cut the temps. I need to save money. I'm going to cut the temps. Yep. Now what we're seeing is there certainly are people who have said like, you know, Amazon did shed a bunch of contingent labor, but then um, there are other folks that are saying, I actually I have a lot of really expensive permanent employees. They're shedding those and they're turning to staffing firms and saying, I'd like to go contingent because I do have demand and I have projects that I need to complete. I'm just not ready to commit to, you know, bringing people back on full time and all the stock options that go along with that. And it's just a, it's a really interesting. So it's, I've never seen, I've only known staffing industry to be like, growth on or growth off and shrinking and it's so and it's usually if it's shrinking it's like shrinks for like 12 months and then it's back to growth but like this is 
you know, we're kind of suspended in, you know, midair. Right. Right. Everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop and yeah, so waiting for three years. Yeah. Maybe we just hover and, you know, <laughs> grow from here. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe, you know, the, maybe a real slowdown is coming, but I do think the demographics are playing a big part in it. Um, you know, the baby boomers retiring, there's a lot of people probably still on disability that, that took disability during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people, a, a lot of people, like young people sort of opting out of the workforce. So there's a lot of, you know, negative societal uh, implications to what's going on right now, too. And I, I don't know where it goes. Yeah. So yeah. I have no idea. No yeah. idea. And I, anybody who says they do, that's the the point where I kind of tune out a little bit because we haven't, we've been in uncharted waters for a while and I, I refuse to make predictions. Um, and I, so I appreciate that. So a couple of interesting things you said there. Now, my, my career, um, you know, for decades, everybody's been talking about, you know, disintermediating staffing firms. And I, I think I put it in the note to you, like it's tilting at windmills. They've been doing that for 30 years at least. Um, and what the staffing industry has done is just grow and, and change and yeah. adapt. Um, but now there's this, right. It was 20 years ago. It was like the U S staffing market was like, I think 60 billion. And now yeah, it's, that's right. that's right. it's like 150 or something like that, or 200. It's yeah. Yeah, that's right. And the glo global is like uh, 400 billion or yes. yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's 440 or five, yeah. 450. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just um, I remember in, in 2013 talking to a bunch of HR folks about contingent labor and, you know, somebody challenged the viability of the market. And I was like, let's look at the numbers, you know, and, but, you know, it was a great segue to the next chart, but it's like, follow the money. This is, this right. is, you know, the buying right. habits and the talent habits are driving this industry that just continues to perform and, and is, uh, it's not resilience. It's, it's, it's pure growth. So, but there's there's this place where we are now where um, I mentioned it at the top of the 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 um the conversation i'm seeing companies blending things like i'm seeing workforce staffing led companies developing platforms that may include something like workforce management or shift scheduling the yeah. the low hanging fruit to talk about is like pay and payroll because that's so core to the, the industry um you made an acquisition it was a company um serenum uh uk based company a few years ago i had just talked to them before your acquisition i was so impressed with the way they were integrated into Amazon in the UK yeah. or Amazon facilities. And it wasn't just about external workforce or extended workforce. It was, it was integrating that like a total talent type view for certain jobs, certain shifts, certain pay. Um, do, do you see as an example, do you, do you see that taking off? I, I feel like more than ever before, Technically, it's possible now to to do these things for clients. Yeah, it's really interesting. The I think the tech is all there. I think what's the reason it's so hard to disintermediate staffing is because it's a people business, right? Yeah. You're trying to convince a person to decide to go to work one place and you know overworking somewhere else where they might have another opportunity and. And people like 
talking to other human beings about those decisions. Now, sometimes you can say it's all self-service. And that that it that is now true where it was not before. And so people have said, oh, okay, the the upworks of the world and the, you know, um snap nurse and shift med, like they're in, you know, uh trusted nomad, they're gonna upend the market. And what's interesting is that you go look at those businesses and they they have a heavy people component too. Yeah. Because, you know, somebody's gotta hold somebody's hand and say, yeah, actually working at Cedar Sinai does make sense for you because of X, Y, and Z. And yeah, maybe chat GPT, like, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I don't know for sure uh, if they'll ever get that, you know, the 80% of the time the model's great. And then it spits out something that's totally nonsensical. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know, I, recruiters do that too, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, at least they know how to recover and, and say, oh, wait a minute, I didn't mean that. But I think, um, I, I think it's just a hard thing to disintermediate the technology though, no doubt self-service is going to be critical. And I say this to our customers all the time, either you can go upmarket with technology and you can say, okay, I'm going to enable and empower my constituents to self-serve and then use a human touch when necessary, or you can let the tech enabled folks come down into your market and add, and add touch to their tech. But like everybody's going to end up in the same place. And so everybody in the, the staffing industry needs needs tech and everybody in the i think on the sort of like tech only side is going to need the human touch yeah so i think it converges in the middle i so. like the way you look i like the way you frame that the the human side of it and you know that uh engagement experience um that's that's everything and it's whether it's a contract gig uh freelance or full-time job it's a, it's a big decision um and they're usually right now there are usually many opportunities to choose from um and that's, so yeah that's need so a true right the number of opportunity the amount of like if you look at the dollar spent in the staffing industry the the number of uh, the the percentage of the market that is like i'm going to this job for one day or five days and that's it one shift is very low that's not most of it is I'm going to go somewhere for six weeks, 13 weeks, six months, a yeah. year, two years. You don't make those decisions based on like, you know, uh, this is, you know, something that's pre presented to you digitally. Yeah, I'm going to go spend the next two years working in the basement of like some insurance company based on a, a mobile notification. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Unless the pay is like somebody added a zero by accident to the pay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, good point. So um, do, do you, I, you know, I look at this and I think um, one of the things that the, on the, the, your customer's buyer side, uh, when, and I, I, I'll say it's, you know, the line management, you know, and HR, right. Whoever's involved in the transaction or impacting it. They're really trying to get a handle on 
um, all of their sources of talent. So from that perspective, and it's a data perspective and being able to understand where the best people are coming from, how quickly they're able to appear uh, financially, what the best ROI is, who stays the longest um, in, in all models. And so I kind of, I look at staffing as a major source of talent. Um, and, it, you know, some of what you're talking about, that human connection and digital connection, it, it, it extends staffing. Um, you know, right now, it sort of feels like staffing throws it over, whether it's digitally or otherwise, and the business says, okay, we'll take them. But the business really has no view to how much they're spent. It's more of like the end of the year, they go, wow, we sp- you see how much we spent on staffing firms last year? It's get it's making that more strategic by actually pulling them closer. Um, do you see that? Do you see moves like that in the market or customers yeah, I mean, talking about MSP that? trend has been interesting to watch, right? There you go. Yeah. So the vendor management was came into the fold and what was that like 08, 09? Sounds um, right. Yep. Really took out, took off. But then people realized, well, if you just use a, a tool to do sort of reverse auctions on jobs to with contingent labor, you end up with like really unhappy line managers. So then people said, well, you need somebody to manage the program and be thoughtful about how you're engaging talent and, you know, and thinking about ROI. And that, I think we've seen that grow and grow and grow. And I think that's, it's, to your point, like, I do think that there's a lot of people analytics that go into the strategy of when you use contingent, when you use perm, when you use independent contractors or sys integrators or, you know, management consulting, you know, there's a lot, a lot of different levers to pull. And it's, it, I don't think it's easy for these businesses to really navigate that it's, it's complex. And so having, having a, a partner that helps navigate through it, having analytics, I, I see a lot more talk about analytics um there i know there's some startups on the sort of the hcm side of things that are very focused on you know sort of like let me digest all the data and work day and and all your systems and you know and all of course all workday would say all these systems are going to be you know all in workday and it's like okay well <laughs> there's a reason all these these different vendors have, you know, there's, you got pay scale for managing, you know, pay and you've got lever for recruiting or greenhouse and (laughs) ISIMs. So I I do think there's like, there's something there about like digesting all that data and then saying, okay, here's the, here are the analytics around like your total labor strategy, whether it's from the VMS or from your internal systems or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the interest of time, What's the future look like for Bullhorn? Let's let's close out on that. Let's uh, you know how how do you where do you see based on what's happening in the market? Is is there anything coming up for Bullhorn that you're excited about? Yeah, I, in general, it George, I'd say that the whole um, staffing adoption of technology is just like taking off. Um, there was a few years where most people were just focused on, I got to go from paper or I got to go from like a database to, um, to sort of a, a real CRM system in the cloud and open architecture. And that was like a big deal. 
But then um, now what's happened is people realize, oh, I can, I can put automation on top of that. Like marketing automation was not really a thing in recruitment. We've talked about that for years. And now it is. And now people are saying, and now you have marketers that are coming in and saying, oh, I can create programs that engage talent and I don't have to like go find new talent every time I've got a database that I can mine and nurture and stay in touch with people just like, you know, marketers do at retailers. You know, I get like 20 emails a day from the gap, I think. Yeah. I haven't shopped at the gap in years, but they know a lot. I think they know a lot about me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So someday they're going to hook me. And I think, you know, I think that's been really interesting. And then, and so like automation, self-service for me, that's sort of the, the next, that's the next decade is like, and, and I put in automation things like chat GPT, right? Yeah. Like, what do we do with that? Well, it's too expensive to do much of anything. Um, you know, it's like, if you want to like really engage um, every, you know, if you wanted to like have every automated message coming from uh, a recruiter automated by chat GPT, that would cost you like a, a billion dollars, but right. <laughs> right. so the pricing I think has to come down a little bit, but, but I do think things like that are going to be really interesting and like, oh, well, how do you take a resume and summarize it to a hiring manager? That's going to be something that when the price comes down, that's going to be something that that technology can do. Um, and, and so like, there's so much around automation and self-service and using, using tech to just make it easier to get people to put the world to work. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I, that's what I get excited about that. Yeah. Well, you've been, uh, I mean, what, a, what a, incredible uh 22 24 years you've had um with bullhorn and you know we there was a time and i was there when not everybody knew who bullhorn was and uh and it's 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 just amazing to see uh what you've done and you know engineering the product but the company as well um and i'm excited to see where the industry goes and where bullhorn takes it so uh, congrats on everything. Thanks, George. Yeah. Well, congrats. and thanks for being congrats here. Congrats to you too. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Well, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, having this conversation. I could go for like another hour, uh, but, uh, you know, time is what it is. So maybe we'll we'll do this again sometime and check in on, on how we, whether we were on the right path. Let's do that. All right. Cool. Thanks, Art. Thanks, George.